Welcome to another week of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacken here, Travis Krenz in Mitchell, South Dakota, co-host of this fine podcast, also co-host of the 2080 Baseball Podcast, now on iTunes. Travis, how are you? Good. 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 Um... Yeah, this is uh, kind of, we're getting uh, to the part of the summer where there's not a whole lot to talk about. NBA Finals, NHL, uh, Stanley Cup Final are done, but the NBA Draft was last week, and there was uh, quite a bit of noise that was made, especially by one team in this general area uh, named the Minnesota Timberwolves. They made a trade for Jim Butler. Jim, like to trade. Jimmy Butler, yes. And uh, dare I say, they fleeced the Bulls. Uh they got Jimmy Butler in the 16th overall pick in the first round for Zach Levine, who's coming off a torn ACL. Chris Dunn, who sucked last year as a rookie. And the 7th overall pick, which they turned into Lori Markinen, the power forward from Arizona, who, while he can score and you know shoot decently, is not the best rebounder. But... Uh, so a lot of people don't like the the trade, so I'll get on this uh, or from the Bulls side. So I'll get on this bandwagon here and and say that the Bulls got fleeced. But uh, you, when we were talking on Sunday, think it's not near, quite as bad as other people are making it out to be. Correct? Correct. So let me ask. Uh, let me answer your question with the question: uh, What 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 uh, what would have been suffice? For the Bulls to get for for one Mr. All Star Jim Butler, they got a first round pick, seven overall, which yep. is uh, I, I think we both would have taken Malik Monk. Yep. Um, they got Zach Levine coming off the ACL, and they got Chris Dunn. So you get a backup point guard who may not be good. Uh, you get a starting guard who appears to be uh, better than people thought he would be, but he's coming off an injury. Uh, and you get a seven footer that can shoot. So if he can, if he can be as good as he was in college, that'd be good. Yes. But uh, what what would you have liked to well, see? And you know, I thought it, initially when I first saw the trade, I was a little upset because I didn't want the Timberwolves to part with Zach Levine. He shot the he was starting to shoot uh, the three pointer really well last year, even though the Timberwolves as a team were dead last in terms of three point attempts a game. Uh, and I, I like him more, you know, of course, because he's he does very well in the dunk contests. So I was a little bummed by that. You lose Chris Dunn, a guy who they seemed to be high on last year. But then, you know, the more you think about it, the more you listen to people talk and say, okay, well, Levine is coming off a knee injury. Dunn wasn't very good. And I think the the interesting part in this here is that the the Timberwolves not only didn't have to part with more than just their seventh overall pick this year, but they got the 16th pick from the Bulls. Well, you wouldn't expect to get a first round pick back from the Bulls. I would expect maybe to even have to give two first round picks or a first and a, a second next year or two seconds, whatever it would take. I was just really surprised. I guess main, the main, the biggest part of the trade I was surprised about was the fact that they swapped picks in the first round rather than Minnesota outright just giving them the seventh overall pick. That's, I think, the the part that surprises me the most in all of this. I would have liked their first round pick next year. Yeah. And so it just didn't seem like they got quite as big a haul as they could have, and they didn't get sure things. Maybe that's the the key. If you're a Bulls fan, wouldn't you? Yes, the the, the prospect that Zach Levine can come back and he's a good three point shooter. That's that's good, but he is coming off that torn ACL, so it's not a guarantee that he'll be back to his normal self. Chris Dunn, 
A lot of praise coming out last year. And, in fact, these two teams were trying to work out a trade similar to this last year. Uh, and it didn't work out because the Bulls coveted Chris Dunn. And now that you've had, had a year to see him and he didn't perform all that well, your expectations now are like, okay, maybe he isn't quite as good as what we thought. So, and, you know, you never know what uh, Lori's going to give you. So I just don't think there's any real sure thing that the Bulls got in return for Jimmy Butler, a guy who is clutch, a guy who's, you know, a proven, you know, maybe proven winner's a little strong, but he's an all-star, he's in his prime. And certainly I would think that the Timberwolves, looking at it, got the better end of this deal, of course. I think uh, Zach Levine will be fine when he comes back. Uh, what are you sure is somewhere on the All-Star break, I want to say? Yes. Um, so, yeah, he's going to miss uh, the majority of next year, too, so that's not good. Um, see if the Bulls can get, maybe the Bulls will be bad. They'll have a top-five pick next year. So, they got, you know, Levine and Markinen and... Uh, You'll have Dwayne Wade's money to spend if he's even there this year. And you'll have a top five pick. So they're rebuilding. And the Bulls, they haven't been good for, for quite some time. So you take away their best player and they barely made the playoffs with them anyway. So it's not like they were one of the top two or three teams in the East. They barely got in the playoffs. So it's not, I mean, they're, they're probably going to be bad for a while here. Mm -hmm. But it's not like they were anyway. So, uh... 41 and 41 is no way to go through life. Better be bad or better be really bad or good. Can't be can't be in the middle. So I'm okay with the trade. We'll see what happens here. And uh, marketing, obviously I would have taken Malik Monk, mm -hmm. but uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what he does. I mean, uh, shooters shooters are early game now. So if uh, he he can shoot well, he could be an exciting player. Maybe he could you know. God forbid he scores 20 points a game. <laughs> but uh, Dwayne Wade uh, picked up his option. Yep. Um, I don't know how this is going to uh, going to end up here. If he's gonna, I don't know if he's with the Bulls this year. How that's going to work because um, doesn't doesn't seem like he fits. No, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, he's still going to get 24 million here. It seems like regardless, uh, maybe he's a maybe he stays on the team at the beginning of the season and then uh, come trade deadline goes to a contender. Just, you know, really throwing that out there because you don't know what they're going to do perhaps with Ray John Rondo either. Uh, I, mean, I would like him back. You would like Wade back? I would like Rondo back. Wade, Rondo, okay. no. I would, like, I would like Rondo back. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Who else? Uh, I mean, they, they got some big bastard down low, I guess. Uh um, who's decent? Anything else? I mean, what what are the Bulls? What are they? What do they contemplate? What moves do you think they're going to make now here in free agency to put a decently competent team around these rookies and young guys? I don't think they are. Okay, so they're just not. They're just going to sit on the sideline here in free agency. They have Miritich, who might be the big bastard you're talking yes, about. I don't yes, yes, thank you. Yep, Miritich. Um, he's basically the same as marketing a seven-footer that can shoot threes. So initially, I thought, well, we're replacing another seven-footer European guy with uh, another seven-foot European guy. But it sounds like he might be back. I don't know. He's, he's a free agent. So he's he's been okay, but he hasn't been as good as people thought he would be coming over from Europe. So hopefully Rondo's there. Uh, yeah, Chris Dunn is a backup point guard. Uh, there's not much there. 
Obviously, they, I mean, they were 41-41 and 41 last year, for God's sakes. So they're not a very good team. I don't expect them really to sign anybody, nor should they. They should wait until uh, next year or a couple of years from now to, to get back in the mix here. Uh, keep in mind here, I'll, I'll give you some time to think here as to as it lays out right now, before free agency even hits, the uh, the eight teams that you think will be in the playoffs on the Eastern Conference side here, and we'll also do that on the Western Conference side again, because I think how free agency works out will change our perception as to who is going to make the playoffs, um, at least currently in, in the middle of July. But, you know, before the, the season preview and before the season starts in October. But going from the Timberwolves side here, this is a, a great addition for the team. You pair Butler, a clutch guy, not the best shooter in the world, but you pair him up with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. That helps. Uh, the, the According to ESPN's Mark Stein, they are putting Ricky Rubio on the trading block. They cut uh, cut a veteran today, a Solomon Hill or something like that. Um, who is it? Uh, yeah. It, let, let me... Uh, 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 Jordan Hill, Jordan Hill, excuse me, Jordan Hill. Um, yeah, but it clears $4 million in, in the salary cap, and now that, you know what name that the Timberwolves are, or that people are talking about the Timberwolves making a run at? Kyle Lowry from Toronto. Be interesting move there, but they certainly seem like they want to get some better shooting. Of course, you need it because you were one of the worst shooting teams in the league last year. But uh, they seem to be poised to be some big free agency suitors here uh, and starting later this week. If they sign on, I'm not, as we talked uh, the other day, I'm not real high on their playoff hopes this year. If they sign Kyle Lowry, they're, they're making the playoffs. Oh, yes. He's an all-star player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they sign him, yeah, they're, they're making the playoffs there. So that'd be good for them. Uh, Rubio, don't, not a huge Rubio guy. Uh, I'm surprised they want to trade him. I don't know who the point guard would be. Maybe they'd have to sign Kyle Lowry or somebody else. Um, two years, $29 million left for Rubio, which is, I would say, is fairly cheap this, uh, this day and age. Yep. Uh, when we consider Mozgov gets $15 million a year. Um, so if you can spend you know, 14 and a half on Rubio, that's okay. And you give him more pieces to work with, he could be, uh, he could be exciting. Like he's, he's probably as good as he ever is. He is ever going to get. Uh, they got about $20, 22000000 million to spend, yep. from what I understand. Uh, they need shooting, as we've said. J.J. Uh, Redick is a good shooter. He's a free agent. Uh, Kyle Korver is 36, who's a good shooter. I uh, don't know how much he has left, but I would very much. J.J. Uh, Redick would be my guy. If I was Minnesota, I would go after him. Okay. If you can't get Kyle Lowry. So. It, but you, you, you need more than just J.J. Redick, right? I mean, you need some other guys in there. Let me throw out a name. Uh highly unlikely that they would get him or even perhaps make a run. But now that Chris Paul has opted out of his final year with the Clippers, a lot of people just naturally are thinking and assuming that he is going to go to San Antonio, uh, go with uh, Kawhi Leonard, if he 
indeed leaves the Clippers if he doesn't re-sign with them. What if Minnesota made a run at him? Do you think that's even po- remotely possible? I don't think they have enough money. It'd be twenty-two million if they get rid of Rubio. I guess that's fourteen more, so you're up to thirty-six. Yep. So I guess if that's correct, they have enough. But I can't. I mean, he wants to win a championship, so he's like, you know, the Spurs might be where he would go. Um, Minnesota, I don't know if they're making that jump from winning thirty games to. Being a title contender, so I don't see that. There, doesn't there seem like there's some uncertainty with the Spurs here now? Uh, I mean, you have Parker and Ginobili. They bought out Powell, but you know there, there was talk that they were maybe trying to trade a couple of their other guys here. It, it seems like with the Spurs, we we think that they are the best. They're the biggest contenders uh, to dethrone Golden State, but. This seems to be perhaps the the most vulnerable that they've been headed into a free agency. They're trying to trade Lamarcus Aldridge, who is you know has been somewhat of a bust through two years here. So the, the Spurs don't necessarily have the a, a straightforward direction or I guess trajectory right now unless they can make a move like get Chris Paul. I think they're still great. Yes, they are. Patriots. Yep, Patriots of the NBA. Based on Chris Paul, that puts all that to rest. Uh, you know, Ginobili's old. He should retire. Uh, Paul Gasol, really, for the first time, he took a step back. He's 38, so he should. Um, but it sounds like he's going to resign there. So he's still good enough. Uh, yeah, they don't seem real happy with Marcus Aldridge. So, I mean, they got Kawhi Leonard, and he's one of the five best players right now. So as long as and then their team that just random guys like the Patriots come in and contribute and do well and when, when they don't do well anywhere else. Yep. So they had a, their their roster I guess has been pretty steady with the Parkers and Ginobili's and now you know that may change I guess. I guess but, I just uh, even heard that maybe even Danny Green could be on the trading block, uh, maybe to a team like Cleveland or something. I mean that would be. Interesting as well because Danny Green, again, not a star, but he's done really well in San Antonio. Again, a guy like JJ Redick, if yep. he were to go to uh, the Spurs, I think if you're you're title chasing and if you can't go to uh, Golden State, so I guess San Antonio uh, would be your next best bet. So, uh, very interested to see where Redick goes. Uh, interested to see where Blake Griffin goes. Um, maybe Blake Griffin goes to the Spurs. Who the hell knows? Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, I think the Timberwolves are going to make the playoffs this year. I think Jimmy Butler with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins gives them that big three. Uh, not a super team, but it it certainly provides a trio of really good players that I think that the Timberwolves in in the Western Conference, which really apart from Golden State, it's not nearly as strong as it was a couple of years ago. Uh, it's going to be a little bit easier to get into. I'm not a huge uh, fan of Memphis, but uh, at some point their decline is going to come. But I think, you know, if Utah loses Gordon Hayward and George Hill, that's going to hurt them. The Clippers already, I mean, if they can't re-sign Blake Griffin or Chris Paul, who both opted out, uh, that's going to hurt them. Portland, we don't know what's going to happen with them. But a team, and I think you and I both agree on this here in the NBA draft, the, the team that did the absolute best maybe apart from the Timberwolves getting Jimmy Butler, but from the guys actually in the draft, 
it had to be the Sacramento Kings, and I can't believe we're saying that. The Kings, one of the, the most dysfunctional franchise in the NBA and one of the most dysfunctional franchises in all of sports, what actually absolutely hit a home run, a slam dunk with their uh, with their draft. They did phenomenal. You get the Eric Fox who could be an All Star. You got uh, Frank Mason, I I I, who yep. could uh, maybe be a backup point guard for you. Yep. Uh, you got Justin Jackson from Carolina who could maybe come off the bench, be a good, decent guy. You got uh, Harry Childs, which is a bit of a risk since he's not healthy and he may never be healthy. Uh, but if he is, he could be another guy. So they got guys that could maybe be in their rotation uh, with uh, Jackson and Giles and I I I, but. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, I think we both like him a lot. He's one of yes. the two or three best players in the draft. So if he's your all-star, you can build around him. That's a good deal to have. And uh, a guy that you liked last year, that you wanted Minnesota to pick, was Buddy Heald. Um, didn't hear much from Mr. Heald, uh, but he did make the, apparently made the all-rookie first team. Yep. Uh, didn't seem like it was a, a strong rookie first team this year by the looks of it, but he did no. make it. And he... Uh, improved greatly production-wise from when he was in New Orleans to when he went to Sacramento. Yep. Uh, he averaged 15 points a game in Sacramento, which stunned me because who the hell would have known that? But he went from not even averaging double digits to nearly doubling his scoring, and his three-point shot got a lot better. I think he went from about 36% to 42%. Um, so he, whatever the reason was, uh, he greatly improved. So yeah, yeah, here absolutely. in Fox, Buddy Heald and folks. Yeah, he absolutely, and I'm talking about Buddy Heald here. He absolutely had to, you know, have better numbers in Sacramento because Sacramento had no one after they traded Demarcus Cousins. So, somebody got to What's that? Yeah, somebody got to score the point, so might as well be him. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, Sacramento's a team that I think is probably about two, maybe three years away from getting back to the playoffs, but certainly a team to watch for. In the West, another team that I thought did really good, Charlotte, uh, the Hornets, getting our one of our favorite players, Malik Monk, in this draft. Uh, good shooter. Uh, I, we both think that, or at least I think, De'Aaron Fox is the best player in this draft. Uh, Lonzo Ball is probably a close second, but I really like De'Aaron Fox overall. But his teammate Malik Monk, I think, is going to do very well in Charlotte. And Charlotte, before the draft, traded for Dwight Howard for Miles Plumley. Another guy or two, and the forty-first pick in this—I mean—in the second round, and they got a, a late first-round pick as well. So Atlanta just pretty much gave Dwight Howard away. Uh, this, to me, was an absolutely dynamite draft for Charlotte as well. I think they are going to make the playoffs this year because you pair Howard with Kemba Walker, and if Malik Monk can do anything, you got our. You know, the the big whitey, Frank Kaminsky. Uh, there's a lot of reason for optimism there in Charlotte. Michael Jordan likes to draft a bunch of white guys. Zeller. Uh, uh, who else do they draft? Kaminsky, as you mentioned. Um, so he's not done well drafting guys. Kimball Walker was good. But if, like, Dwight Howard could become, like, a D... Like a De'Aaron or a DeAndre Jordan type where he's just there and he gets a bunch of rebounds. He gets like 14 points and 14 rebounds a game. Had a bunch of blocks from Charlotte's coach, Coach Tim, back in the day with Houston, I believe. So maybe maybe there's something there. So 
they made some good additions. Yeah, they were a disappointment last year. They should make the playoffs this year. And uh, they don't have any money to spend. They got like $8 million of that. Um, so they're really not going to add anybody. So Charlotte now is what uh, what they're going to be. They're done adding people. But mm-hmm. uh, I like Malik Monk a lot. I think he's uh, could be rookie of the year. Yep, very, very possibly. So I think it's between him, Lonzo Ball, and De'Aaron Fox for Rookie of the Year. Uh, any other teams or any players that, uh, I guess more so teams or players that are the right fit? I mean, I don't know how, if you're any team in the NBA, that you would make trades with Golden State because Golden State landed Jordan Bell from Oregon in the second round. By the way, all all the Oregon Ducks, terrible decision to leave. Uh, leave early. You know, you were all second round picks. You could have gotten back to the final four this year. You could have really uh, elevated your draft stock, get up to a you know, first round for sure. Maybe lottery status. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, they all made mistakes. But Jordan Bell, a, a tall guy, blocks shots, gets rebounds, lands in Golden State. Somehow the rich get richer. And I think anyone who makes a trade with him is absolutely stupid. They, they don't need to add anything, but they had some good pieces there. Uh, nuggets, I'm interested in the Nuggets, all of these rumors uh, with, with the Cavaliers and Paul George. And um, seeing possibly there's a three-team trade where Paul George would go to Cleveland and the Nuggets would get Kevin Love. Yep. If the Nuggets get Kevin Love, I'd say the Nuggets are in the playoffs. Yes next year as well so if they can if they can do that that'd be good I think that'd be a slight upgrade for Denver a slight upgrade for Cleveland and I assume Indiana would get all the draft picks and, and whatever else so seems like Cleveland's gonna make a move here at some point and um, with or without a GM apparently yeah Paul George apparently uh, would be that guy maybe it would just be a one year thing two year thing but um the guy that uh, Dirk Nowitzki apparently is going to resign again with Dallas, um, and he's probably just going to retire there. Mm-hmm. But he would be a nice piece for you know the Spurs or Cleveland or one of these other teams looking for that third or fourth guy. He'd be you know pretty great, even though he is pretty old, but he's still very productive. So um, probably he's just going to stay with Dallas forever. Um, as it cur- so, I asked what if you, you know, ahead of free agency here, what do you think the playoff teams are going to be in the Easter Conference? Again, uh, you certainly subject to change based on how free agency uh, states, but or you know how it turns out, who goes where. But on the Eastern Conference side, I would take, of course, Cleveland number one. I don't, you know what? Yeah, Cleveland number one, Boston number two, a real neck and neck race there. Um, I'll give Washington three. I think they're they're more than capable of doing that. Uh, I'll go on, all on the hype train here with a well. We'll go Milwaukee at four, and why not go Charlotte five? Maybe Toronto six, Miami seven, and uh, Detroit eight. I, I mean, I think Philadelphia is right in the mix as well. But uh, those would be my eight teams. Right now, again, before free agency hits, uh, does that sound good to you? Or do you have any other ones that you would put in? It's very hard to come up with eight teams. It is. It's a wide open. Yeah, Boston, Cleveland, Washington will all make it. 
Milwaukee should. Uh, Toronto, if they lose Lowry, that's not good. But uh, de facto, I just say stay would make it. Uh, if the Pacers have uh, Paul George, they will. If they won't, they don't. Yep. Bulls won't make it. You just uh, Miami and Detroit because they're the next two teams up. So looking at it here, I say Indiana doesn't make it. Chicago doesn't make it. Atlanta doesn't. Three new teams would be the Hornets, the Heat, and the Pistons. Okay. So I think we're in agreement there. Much the same. Yep. On that. On the Western Conference side, uh, I mean, right now, assuming that Gordon Hayward leaves Utah by all indications that's going to happen, I know Rudy Gobert's there, but kind of tough, especially if George Hill leaves too. I might take Utah out. I will take the Clippers out right now until they can re-sign anyone. Uh, Golden State going to be there. I think the Lakers just miss out on the playoffs this year. Uh, But Spurs, Rockets make it. Give it to the Grizzlies. I'll say the Nuggets get in and the Timberwolves. And if I throw Portland out, I'll put New Orleans in. Uh, But I guess right now... Until I see who New Orleans can get at point guard, I will put Port. I will keep Portland in. So I guess take Utah and the Clippers out. Insert Denver and the Timberwolves. Uh, Thunder make it as well. Uh, what, what say you? That would be. I would, that's what I would go with as well. Yes. Even the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves for the playoffs. Yeah, if uh, you know the Jazz and the Clippers, if they lose their guys, uh, it'd be it'd be tough. Especially if I could see maybe the Jazz still make the playoffs, but the Clippers. If they lose both Paul and Griffin, they're done. So uh, Clippers out, uh, Nuggets in, and then maybe the Jazz could still sneak in there at 500. Um, but if you know, they lose Hayward, George Hill, see who else they get. Uh, I'll give Utah a chance, depending on who they sign. And uh, yeah, Nuggets would be my first team in. I'd say Portland's still in, and the Timberwolves. I'd have it either eight or nine. How about how good do you think the Lakers will be this year? Are they still going to be in the doldrums, like one of the five worst, or will they be a pleasant surprise? They haven't had anybody. Yet. They're going to be bad again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're winning. Yep. I don't think they're winning thirty games. Um, D'Angelo Russell's out, and Ball is in. You got a bunch of guys. I don't know. Jordan Clarkson, Nick Young's a free agent, Julius Randle's a guy, Brandon Ingram, I really don't like Olaf a lot. Not, not a lot of good guys on this team, bad guys. So they're going to add Paul George next year, and the big rumor is LeBron, which I don't think is going to happen. So they're going to get Paul George, and they're going to get somebody else. So maybe they get Blake Griffin, who knows. Are you um, sure they're even going to get Paul George? What if he and LeBron go to the Clippers? No, I'd see LeBron going out west. Um, I think Paul George is going to the Lakers. That, I think that's his preferred think, choice. If I'm the Lakers, I'm not giving up anything for him. I'm just going to assume he's signing with me next year. I'm not going to give up anything. I'm not going to try and trade for him. If he wants to come here... I think he'll. I think he will go there. NBA free agency starts on Saturday. What? Um, anything that you're keeping your eye on in particular, or any deals that you think will happen fairly quickly? 
what was it, July 4th last year when uh, Durant made the big move? I think so, yeah. Uh, I'll mention him again since I mentioned him 19 times already. J.J. Redick. Um, and, uh, you know, Blake Griffin's the number one guy out there. And, uh, and Chris Paul. It'll be interesting to see uh, where they go and what they do. Interested to see what the Spurs do. Maybe if they can trade LaMarcus Aldridge. Popovich, uh, I'm sure. And something up his sleeves. So uh, I'm interested in the Spurs. And uh, what would the Clippers do with DeAndre Jordan if right. these other two guys are gone? There's really no reason to keep DeAndre Jordan. So maybe he would be on the move. I don't know. Where would Blake Griffin go? I have no idea. I mean, I don't think it's anything like he can get a a huge deal because he is, I mean, he's going to what, like... What four year, hundred forty million or whatever he could yeah, demand. Yeah, like, it it's not yeah. going to be a super max, but the guy is injured a lot, and yes, he's helped elevate the Clippers to relevancy, but it's not like he's been able to win much or even get to the conference finals. You know, like he's not your he's not going to be your best guy. If he's your best guy, you're not going to do much. But if he's your number two, I think that's good enough. If he's your number two. There, there's not a lot of guys out there this year. There's, oh, we'll see what happens. Maybe they both go back to the Clippers. Who the hell knows? On like one year deals, and they opt out next year too. But they go somewhere else. It could be exciting. Uh, rumors say that the Sixers and Nets are going to try to go after JJ Redick. If I'm him, I'm looking for a, a good team. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, Nuggets. See if the, if the Nuggets want to do something. I think the Nuggets are pretty close to. Uh, to make the playoffs here, maybe if they want to go after uh, after Blake Griffin, uh, Paul Millsap with uh, the Hawks, he's going to be a guy out there. So uh, I'm all about the Nuggets. Yeah, I I think there's reason to get what Sarich is going to be the rookie of the year. How about this? For, I mean, we dog the University of Virginia basketball frequently throughout the college basketball season because they just play defense, have terrible shooting. That was evident against Florida, how they beat our UNC Wilmington Seahawks in the first round after they were trailing by 13 or 14, beyond me. But Brogdon, unanimous first team All-NBA. I don't know if that says more about Brogdon, the player, or how bad the NBA rookie class was, but I think a kudos is in order to Brogdon. I'll let you speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else NBA related that we need to get to? Our free agency, uh, you know, a couple weeks here. Nets have a ton of money, but there's no reason to go to the Nets. Sixers seemingly have some monies. Um, so some bad teams have money. So I'm sure there'll be a couple of big trades we'll talk about. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, NHL draft was this weekend. That's all I have. That's all I have. I can't tell you anything. I like. I love the NHL. I couldn't tell you anything about these guys from the Ontario Hockey League or these Finns or anything like that. A lot of trades happened. Uh, Nicholas Jolmerson got traded from the Blackhawks to the Arizona Coyotes. So, for whatever that's worth. Condolences to that to that family. Yes. Uh, so we'll see what happens in NHL free agency because that's 
ha- uh, happening soon as well. I mean, and you talked about Kevin Durant signing on the 4th of July last year. A few years back, Ryan Suter and Zach Parise signed with the Minnesota Wild, matching 14-year, $98 million deals on the 4th. So it's a, always a commemorative day and a big day to sign your big contract. What, is, what has been your favorite uh, playoff series that that duo has won? <laughs> oh, that's... That's so many. Not, no, I don't have very many. Uh, maybe the Av series when they won in seven. I'll go that one. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Well, it sucks when you run into the Blackhawks or a you know a hot goalie like Jake Allen with the Blues this year. I mean, you just can't you just can't do it. But and look, and and St. Louis all the way to the uh, to the Stanley Cup, so you can't fault fault them for losing to St. Louis. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, our Nashville or, or, Predators. Or, or, maybe St. Or, or maybe St. Louis lost in the next round. Yeah, to, to our Nashville Predators. To our Nashville Predators. Hey, there you go. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, before, yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the baseball stuff, and then I'll, I have one or two other oh, things Oh, by the here. way, yeah. uh, Golden State, they, they signed uh, Chris Boucher. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know so, what? Yep. Uh, again, Rich get richer. He's coming off a torn ACL, but uh, if he hadn't torn his ACL in the Pac-12 tournament for the Ducks, uh, they would have been in. I mean, yeah, that's uh, they would have been unstoppable. Uh, that that's quite the good move by them. Quite the move. There you go. So good, good job for Golden State. Just give them the NBA title right now. No one's going to stop them next year. Let's just play the NBA Finals. In three months, four, four months, we'll, we'll get October 26th. Let's get the NBA Finals going, or November 5th, right after the World Series is done. Speaking You're of done. speaking of World Series, uh, I don't know if we can quite put the Twins in there at this time, but uh, I mean, after a week after getting swept by the Indians at home, they go to Cleveland and take all three games from the Indians there. Uh, I mean, Irvin Santana pitched a, a, a six-inning shutout baseball on Sunday. They're getting uh, a lot of contributions from every, pretty much every single guy, maybe outside of Byron Buxton. But even he has a hit or two where you know, you're like, oh, he, at least he can hit the ball, and he makes good plays defensively. But uh, this Twins team is so frustrating, and I'm petitioning Rob Manfred to give the Twins 162 road games, or just ask that they play every single game remaining on the road, because they stink at Target Field, but they are tremendous on the road, and I do not get it. Twins lost against Cleveland in those four games, 28-8. to Twins didn't score more than three runs in any game. They played Cleveland. They outscored the Indians 13-2, to and they shut them out twice. Why? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it helps to have Santana pitch and not shit like Nick Turley and Alberto Mejia and Adam Wilk. And guys are no longer on the team anymore a week later. That's terrible. But uh, they're very good. And uh, on the road, they've won 5-6. They're playing Boston. For four, hopefully get uh, two games from Boston. They play Kansas City this weekend. Hopefully get two games from Kansas City. So yeah, they are in first place, and uh, they're a very frustrating team to watch. Very, very much so. Uh, I mean, I think that this next month is incredibly pivotal to them, just based on 
the teams that they're playing. I mean, this road trip too. They've they've done very well so far against Cleveland, but Boston presents their own challenges. Kansas City's playing well here as of late, and then you get some of these other home series. Uh, I mean, they have a three-game road trip to Houston coming up. I fully expect that they can win two of three there. But you have a lot of good teams coming up here, and I think that July, if if the Twins really want to be serious about being contenders. This year, or you know, have a chance at winning the division, even the wild card, they have got to do well in July because you have you know games against the Dodgers as well. In addition to you know the Yankees come into town, you know the Orioles are good. I just think July is a pivotal month for this team. They haven't played Detroit a lot this year yet. It's a good time to, played, to bank all your Tiger games for later in the season. I believe they played Detroit uh, 15 times good. in the second half. They're so looking at, uh, I mean, Detroit's the team. They're playing 12, 13, 15 times, just a ton of time. So um, Detroit's the team, if they can win nine, ten of those games, they'll be in good shape. Uh, they end the season against Detroit. They, uh, let's see here. Seven of their last ten are against Detroit with three games at Cleveland in there as well. So uh, if the Twins are within three games at the end of uh, at, the, at the last week of the season, they've got three games at Cleveland to make up some ground, and they play Detroit, who's probably going to be in sell mode and who's not very good. So uh, Twins, they've got a good chance of aiming to be within a game or two or three. The first place with the week to go, they've got Cleveland waiting for them right there. So... And, uh, second half is yeah, yeah, and that and I totally understand that point. I mean, August and September do look a lot easier, but you can't go. I don't think if you're the Twins, if you're looking at this here, uh, I don't know if you can go like a six and fifteen in the month of July or whatever they can go. Oh, and well. and and that's all I'm saying. I think that's why July. You're looking at the teams that they have to play. You know, the Kansas City Royals, the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, the L.A. Dodgers. That's going to be difficult right there. And you can't expect that they're going to, you know, sweep the Angels and the, the Orioles the, and the Tigers and, and the A's in that manner as well. So I, I just look at the, the teams that they have to go against in July. And if you want to be serious about making a run at the playoffs, getting in and maybe making some noise, you got to be able to handle some of these teams, at least win one game in each series, if not two. And it's still 500. I mean, they got some good teams. they got some bad teams there with Hopeland. Uh, they play the Padres at the beginning of August for a couple. They play the Padres uh, four times in the second half. Um, yeah, Angels are bad. Orioles are not good. So, I mean, you got some good teams. Just go 500. Yep. They've been... You know, they've won. They've been losing six of nine, and they come back and win six of nine. And, you know, the wild card in the American League is such a mess to where that if you win 85 games, you're going to be right there. And I think they're going to be just a little shy of that, maybe closer to 82 or 83 wins. But uh, they're going to be in it all, all season long. So. Uh, the only t- there are only two divisions that really don't matter at all right now. That would be the American League West and the National League East. Uh, though I, I still say the Braves have been a pleasant surprise in the National League here, even though they won't be making the playoffs this year. The the Brewers still have a, a lead 
as of uh, the recording of this podcast over the Chicago Cubs in the NL Central. That's a huge surprise. Uh, And it was not a good week for the Colorado Rockies. A statement week with three games at home against Arizona and then three in uh, L.A. against the Dodgers. And uh, that that did not turn out so good. Rockies go one and five. Uh, Including a, they blew a 5-0 lead Sunday against the Dodgers. That's no bueno. Yeah, Dodgers swept them at home. They lost. Uh, they lost five in a row. Good news is uh, they played some dog shit teams here before the All Star break. They're at San Francisco. They host Cincinnati and they host the White Sox. So uh, those are three of their four series before the All Star break in two weeks. So uh, I think they can uh, win the vast majority of those games. So Kyle, you would hope so. Yeah, hopefully they can uh, let's see three. Six, nine, well, thirteen. Hopefully, can uh, go like eight and five or nine and four in those games. Yep, uh, the the Giants have been absolutely horrendous. Uh, that's a rather big surprise. I don't. I mean, how much can we blame Madison Bumgarner's injury to this? I mean, he would have gotten them what, maybe six more wins to this point. That's it. I mean, they still wouldn't I be very good. The guy who replaced him in the rotation is a guy named Ty Block. Ty Block replaced him, so you look at what he has done. Uh, he started off well, and he has struggled since. So you look at what Ty Block has done, and in games he has started, uh, he has a 4-5 and five record with a 4.86 ERA. In games he has started, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. They're only 4 and 8. In games he has started. So let's say you replace him, take him out. Bumgarner, what does Bumgarner do in those 12 games? Four and eight, does he go eight and four? I would guess so, yep. That's four win difference, so instead of being bad, uh, they're still bad. So four games maybe at the most. Get on and, get on board for this uh, Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, they, they did play Philadelphia once, lost two of three in Philadelphia. I believe the... Uh, the rematch, the other series now here in San Francisco, is in August. So we'll get to see who the worst team in baseball really is at that point. And yes, uh, August 17th through the 19th. Mark me down for that one. I am very intrigued by that series. At the end of the season with the Padres, so there you go. I think, and the Padres will be five games ahead of them by that point. At My heavens. So. Uh, anything else? All-star, yeah. All star roster is going to be announced on Sunday. Uh, Miguel Sano should be a starter, and Irvin Santana should make the team as well. Uh, let's see. Trade deadline a month away. So that's interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, what else we got? That's about it, I think. Uh, Tampa Bay is two and a half out. I really like Tampa Bay. I think they're making the playoffs. And they just traded for uh, Hecaveria, the shortstop from the Miami Marlins. Hecaveria. So, yeah, bless you. Uh, so that's a good that's a good uh, addition for the Rays there. Help get a little more offense for them. Uh, nope, nope, opposite, opposite. The, the uh, news about the Marlins, Giancarlo Stanton will be defending his home run derby championship. Hashtag as expected because if he didn't participate at Miami or at Marlins Park, that would have been an absolute travesty and one of the dumbest decisions ever. 
So he will be there for the All-Star Game, or the for the Home Run Derby festivities in Miami, Little Havana. Uh, smart move by him. He might hit one to Cuba. Maybe he'll hit one to Cuba. You never know. Um, Nationals, Nationals have an awful bullpen. Yes, they do. Uh, they, signed, they signed Francisco Rodriguez, who was terrible with Detroit. So they're grasping at goddamn straws now. I understand the trade deadline is a month away. Trade for some guys now. I mean, they, you know, it's, it's for them, it's, you know, the Dodgers are running away with this thing right now. They're going to win 100 games the way they're going right now. They won 10 in a row. But, um, uh, Pat Nishik, he's going to get traded from the Phillies. He's intriguing. Yeah. Uh, David Robertson, uh, closer for the White Sox. He should get traded. He's pretty good. Uh, you got some guys with the Marlins who should get traded. David Phelps, the bullpen guy. Uh, their closer, A.J. Ramos, may get traded. Lots of guys, numerous folk, bullpen guys to get traded. Twins should get somebody. Uh, Washington absolutely will. Uh, everybody needs bullpen help. So uh, trade deadline, pitching, be the thing there. And uh, Cody Bellinger uh, will make the all-star team, and he's uh, fucking fantastic. Yes, he is, uh, and that's a great point that uh, you lead me to because I was just going to ask you, have we ever seen a better one-two punch or one-two combo in terms of rookie of the year, like runaway uh, runners, it, like we have with Aaron Judge with the Yankees and Cody Bellinger with the Dodgers. I mean, Cody Bellinger is going to push Mark McGuire's all-time rookie rec- home run record, which I believe is at 49, if I uh, heard that correctly. Uh, he's he's well on pace for that. I think he's on pace for 50 or 51. So, so have we yeah. ever seen two better rookies at, wow. in the same year? I can't remember one at all. Yeah, without looking, it can't be many. I mean, you've got two guys now who are threatening 30 home runs at the All-Star break, who's leading both leagues in home runs, two rookies. Can't, I can't believe that's ever happened. Uh, Bellinger wasn't around for the first month. And he is far and away breaking all records as far as the quickest to, to 20 home runs. I think he already has six uh, two home run games in his career. That's by far the fastest anybody's been to that. He's played, I don't know, 50 games, 60 mm-hmm. games. Uh, so he's out of his mind right now. He's going to slow down a little bit. Uh, Aaron Judge keeps moving along. Yankees are struggling now. They've lost 8 of 10. But uh, Judge is probably your MVP right now. And uh, Cody Bellinger would be pretty goddamn close in the National League, too. Yep. Uh, Would you like to see both those guys in the home run derby? Oh, absolutely. Judge has to be in there. Bellinger has to be in there. They're they're leading the league in home runs. Those two, Sano, Stanton, that's that's four outstanding people right there. Yep, I would hope. I hope we get it. I really do. It would be fun to see Bryce Harper in there as well. Uh, yep. Just, you know, you get the iconic guys in there. I, I, that would be the most hyped home run derby in years. In years. Yeah, yeah it, would, it would be, uh, you know, a slam dunk contest and home run derby. We talk about it all the time and how it used to be great. Home run derby now with the with the time limit thing, I think that's been really good these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, since, you know, you battle the clock and it's something you don't see in baseball. It's been really good. And, uh, yeah, if they get all those guys... I'll, I'll actually watch that. Yo, I will too. I, that's must see television. Must see. Who's your pitcher or hitter of the week? Oh my, I've never heard of. I haven't one of these guys. Son of a bitch. 
ill-prepared. I, I apologize. <laughs> ill-prepared. Well, how about this? Okay, I'll give you a random son of a bitch. Um, there's a guy with Seattle. Seattle called the guy up a couple days ago, and uh, he did well. And uh, they sent him right back down. Uh, so he was only up for one start, but he's a guy who I uh, really likes. Uh, if I can find this goddamn name. Andrew Moore, I believe was what his name was. Andrew Moore, yeah. He pitched against Detroit on Thursday. Uh, he pitched well. He pitched okay. He gave up three runs and in seven innings. Andrew Moore, uh, Major League debut, I believe. So, uh, Andrew Moore. In the minors now, but hopefully uh, Seattle calls him back up. Andrew Moore, this week's guy. There we go. Very good. Uh, we say two weeks away from the All-Star game. College World Series should let you know. Florida uh, and LSU, uh, who, do, who do you like in this one? Is LSU going to win or is Florida got it? I have no idea. But one's the three seed, one's the four seed. Yeah. I don't uh, just go to game three. Hopefully the weather is not an issue with rain. Yep. Uh, LSU. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, gumbo. And Oregon. You will go bomb. Uh, if only I had one of those uh, boards I could hit. Uh, Marcus Traxler saying, "Buy go buy me a homo. Go, go get you a homo there in the Baton Rouge. We're gonna get some." I'm back. I'm go get some uh, gum, go get some gumbo, go get some bayonets, or uh, beignets, excuse me, beignets, and we're going to get yourself a hummer. So, gumbo go. numbers, uh, uh, Coach O has a new video out, uh, Hurricane Prevention, I believe with the governor of Louisiana, so if you haven't seen that, I'd recommend <laughs> watching that two-minute video. Uh, it's very good. The governor and Coach O reminding you uh, to watch out. When the goddamn hurricanes hit uh, New Orleans and Louisiana, and they uh, just had a tropical storm. I think last weekend they had some warnings, uh, but I don't think uh, too much happened there. At least, not that I can tell. Uh, some news closer to home. Whoa! What was that? I'm just whistling John Cena's theme song. Oh, okay, okay, very good. Um, two other things I got here. Uh, Michael Floyd, who the Vikings signed, wide receiver, formerly of the Arizona Cardinals and the New England Patriots, uh, got into some DUI issues last year, uh, drank some uh, kombucha tea. Uh, he's on house arrest for 96 days. It was day 91. He apparently had this kombucha tea, uh, which sounds like Chewbacca. That's, I think, the, the running joke here. Uh, didn't realize that this tea has alcohol in it. That's his defense. The Vikings supported it. And Monday, the the judge in Arizona said, that's no bueno. You violated it. Here's one day in jail for you. So here's Michael Floyd. Uh, possible... Possibly, you know, violation, and he might have to serve multiple, you know, a lot of time in jail for doing this. Uh, so close to the end of his uh, 96-day house arrest, or you know, no alcohol, anything like that, he violates it, but only gets a day in jail. So he's, it seems like he's rest assured going to be with the team there for training camp. The NFL still may discipline him, maybe a game or two, but uh, this could have been a lot worse for one Michael Floyd. And one day in jail kind of seems like a joke. It does, but is... Yeah, and I agree with that, but 
is the is it kind of like the punishment fitting the crime here? Because this doesn't seem again though it was in violation of his uh, probation of the ninety six days. He was in day ninety one, uh, and you, stupidity should not uh, you know be your stand when you're trying to prove your innocence. Yeah, but I mean compared to other things that we have seen, uh, this is not a huge ordeal so perhaps the one day does fit the the crime yeah i don't think this guy's gonna do much for our favorite football team so i don't even know if he lasts a season so michael floyd we'll, we'll see what happens but, he's been yeah. somewhat disappointed he was somewhat disappointed in arizona he did win a ring last year with the patriots for whatever that's worth but um yeah we'll see we'll see what he can do for the vikings and then the the one thing that hits closest to home is Ewe Pewe leaving the Summit League potentially for the Horizon League. Uh, Summit League keeps losing members. They they have brought in Denver. They are bringing in North Dakota. But uh, you and I kind of. Well, ta- let, let me say this. Yeah. Uh, Ten a.m. on Wednesday. There's a press conference scheduled. I wonder what that could be. Hmm. I, I wonder what that could be. Well. I can only imagine that if they were not accepting the invitation to go to the Horizon League, that they would have said so. Said as much. They're going. Yep, yeah. They're going. And uh, all ten people in Indianapolis who give a shit will say yay. Well, it sounds like they're going to go this season. So, some league going to be without a team this year. So, is this again where they're going to have seven eligible teams for the tournament? I think they got nine. They have, they, have, they have nine. They only have eight. Maybe they do have eight. Fort Wayne, Western Illinois. A team missed the tournament last year, did they not? Yes, they did. So they'd be back to eight. Right. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Or Robertsman yes. didn't make it last year. Yep. So, yeah, they'll be, they'll be back to eight teams, and then North Dakota joins... Uh, after next season, they'll be, they'll be back to nine. And they'll be eligible uh, yeah. right away, I believe. Yes, and everybody will make it uh, next year. So, um, we, And we talked about this here uh, a little bit yesterday, or on Sunday, I should say, about what the Summit League should do. Uh, it's, it's certainly looking like it's going down the Dakota corridor here, but got to make that call to UMKC. Uh, going to the WAC was a complete mistake on their part, so get the hell out of here. Come back to, or get the hell out of there. Go back to the Summit League. I mean, you have Omaha there. That's pretty stable. Uh, We've mentioned maybe Mankato, Minnesota State University, dropping football and going D1. Uh, They would seem like that would be a good fit. I would like to see that. That, That's not going to happen. I would like to see that since I think they they could be uh, more than competitive. Yep. I think Fort Wayne is going to follow suit here with IUPUI soon and leave. And I well, I'll say this: Horizon League, I believe, now has ten teams. So IPFW would make sense. Maybe they add another team to have twelve. Yep. So right now they're at ten. Yeah, the ten right now makes the most sense. Uh, but yeah, I would see Fort Wayne uh, leaving along with some other team. Uh, I keep saying this, and I don't think they ever will, but Drake, apart from the one year that they made it to the NCAA tournament, I want to say that was 07. They they just can't play in the Missouri Valley. 
I think it makes a whole world of sense for them to be a little more competitive in the Summit League. Of course, they won't be making as much, and that's a huge factor in all of this. But you could pair them up as travel partners with Western Illinois. You can put Kansas City with Oral Roberts. And then you mentioned adding Northern Colorado, so you could pair Northern Colorado and Denver. The one caveat with that is I could see Denver maybe leaving for the big sky here at some point. Maybe that makes more sense for them with the way this thing is going. But otherwise, Northern Colorado, the Summit League, would be very good. Uh, I, where else is the Summit League going to go here? Because it seemed like they're one of the better mid-major conferences in college basketball, yet teams keep leaving, and you just, you just wonder when the Summit League is going to add some of these other schools to to make this more of a I-29 and maybe a little further west conference. This is the fifth university to leave since 2010. We graduated in 2010, so it's the 15th leave but it's IUPUI, Southern Illinois, UMKC, Oakland. Do we count Oral Roberts because they left for the Southland before coming yeah. back? I guess I would count them. Oakland sucks because they're really good at basketball. Um, they've been good in the Horizon, but they haven't made the tournament. They really haven't been close to making the tournament. Uh, Horizon a little bit better than the Summer League, I, I think. Uh, IUPUI, I think they made the tournament once, and that was before our time, so... Uh, they made a conference final game once or twice, but uh, they were not really any. I'm not sad to see them go competitive wise. Uh, Kansas City's a uh, shit school. Uh, Oral Roberts came back. They were usually really good, and I don't know what the hell happened to them, but uh, traditionally they're really, really good. Uh, they've been in many conference title games. And um, what else are we missing? So the Utah yep. was, uh, was, was pretty garbage. For the Centenary. Most part. Centenary as well. Centenary dropped out, so you're, you're not losing. You're you're not. Oakland was the only one. We're like, damn, that's that's a bad loss there. Everybody else is expendable. I uh, don't want to lose any of the Dakota schools. Uh, besides that, like Omaha, if you lost Omaha, they're nice to have. They just got there. Hopefully, they don't leave. Pretty to lose Omaha, big fucking deal. Uh, none of the South Dakota teams, North Dakota teams are lose, leaving. That's half your league. If you got them, you're fine. Again, get rid of the Indiana schools. As much as I love the IPFW, uh, you got to get you, you get rid of them. That's fine. You bring in, as you say, Kansas City or some team around here in Northern Colorado. That'd be fine. Um, but yeah, it's um, I'd say it's positive because you're getting rid of the fat. You're trimming the fat, and you're you're getting uh, closer to uh, to South Dakota here. And it, Drake would be interesting, but of all the moves that teams have made, I got, he said that was a step down, which it would be. So teams aren't switching conferences to make steps down. Uh, UMKC's decision still baffles the fuck out of me. I mean, that's, yeah. if you go to the way, I have no idea what, what they were thinking. Um, or, or Roberts, they thought they were going to, you know, save with travel or whatever, going to the Southland, and they decided that was a bad idea. So... I'm good with this move. Add, you know, North Dakota. Add, uh, and I think they're pretty, pretty set at nine. I would, you know, expect they'll they'll add a team probably to get to ten. UMKC, I think, would be that team. Maybe in the next five years, the, see what happens. The one thing, and I, I think you know, Western Illinois also has some financial constraints. Uh, so maybe at some point they have to 
leave. If we finally get to them, yeah, that'd be fine too. Well, the only thing though with losing all these teams is that you're seeing, you know, in in the landscape of college sports, we're going to see fewer conferences, fewer leagues versus you know, versus having more of them, and you need a decent number of teams. I think in order to be a viable league, a viable conference, if the Summit League keeps losing teams, at some point they are the league is going to have to dissolve because you just don't have enough teams. Like they, by losing IUPUI, they don't have enough for baseball. Now, I mean, and that's maybe a mild, uh, a mild thing in the in the grand, a mild bump in the grand scheme of things. But at some point, you do need to add these other teams to make sure that your conference is large enough and viable enough. Otherwise, they will be swallowed up by other schools, the Big Skies, the Missouri Valleys, the the MAC even. So I think the Summit League, while yes, you are absolutely correct, it's not like IUPUI has brought a lot uh, to the basketball table, which is the, which is the sport's biggest uh, draw. I think they've, they've done fairly well in swimming and, and tennis, for whatever that's worth. But the yeah, uh, but I do think that the Summit League needs to be very proactive in trying to gauge other schools' interest in getting more teams, even if it becomes regionalized. Like you say, along I twenty nine, where you have the four Dakota schools: Omaha, UMKC, and Oral Roberts, which is you know in Tulsa, which is got to be not too far off the interstate. Uh, you just have to find a way to add some more teams in order for your league to be. I would say fairly legitimate, even if the it's you know dominated by three or four schools year in and year out. It's a case of do you want eight good teams, and or would you want to add two teams that are garbage? I'd rather have eight teams that are good than just add two teams for the sake of lose for for adding them. Uh, North Dakota's coming in. I think that's a good improvement. I think they can be basketball-wise in the top half of the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, UMKC, I don't know how good they're going to be, so I'm going to be adding a team that's not very good. They may be in the bottom half of the conference. But uh, North Dakota comes in after next year. you got nine teams again. You're, you're essentially trading North Dakota for IUPUI. I think that's a good trade. I think that's a plus for the Summer League. I think they upgraded their... Uh, you added USA, you had USD and got rid of Southern Utah or Kansas City. I think that's an upgrade. Their women have been great. Their men have been good. Uh, so if you're looking at it that way, you've added North Dakota and South Dakota, two very good teams. You're getting rid of IUPUI, who's okay, and Southern Utah, who's not good. So I'd say a thumbs up overall for the Summer League. If I agreed that they're adding some good teams. It just seems like you're losing a few too many at they're adding. They're adding better teams, and they're losing. That, and, and that's they're very upgrading. true. They're upgrading. Yep. Apart from Oakland, I got to think though. I mean, if we're looking at, because I do think eventually here you're going to see some, you know, the super conferences. You're going to see some conferences get dissolved. Uh, the Big Twelve has been kind of marked as that one bigger conference here that might soon, you know, be swallowed up and have teams like Oklahoma going to the Pac-12 and you know Texas maybe going to the SEC. Something. The, However that's going to work out, that's all fine and dandy. But if I'm looking at one conference, I guess, that would be swallowed up on the college basketball side, it's got to be the WAC. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. The teams in this conference 
Yeah, Bakersfield and New Mexico State are good. Grand Canyon, once they're eligible, they they would be good. But the rest of this year, Chicago State was one in thirteen in conference, six and twenty six overall last year. Uh, UT Rio Grande Valley two and twelve in conference, ten and twenty two. Uh, Seattle five and nine, thirteen and seventeen. Utah Valley six and eight, fifteen and sixteen. UMKC eight and six and seventeen and sixteen. I mean, get get these teams to some other conferences. Get those larger because the whack as a whole is an absolute joke. So if we're looking for some conferences to be dissolved, the whack has got to be number one. You got to whack it right now. Yeah, whack don't have football no more. Uh, they shouldn't have basketball anymore. That, should, that conference should go away. Yep. Because that's terrible right there. That's a terrible conference going down the list there. So, um, I guess the most surprising thing I would say is that IUPUI is going now. They are done. And apparently, it's four days before the league year, I mean, fiscal year for governments and everything is June 30th. Um, so, they're like three, four days before the new year is going to begin. So, they're out. It's a five hundred thousand dollar exit fee. Um, so there you go. It just, yeah, it, it's so quick, and you wonder if it, they they obviously had to have been having talks before. Yes. This is not a spur of the moment thing, but I wonder if any of the other schools were aware of this or could kind of see things coming uh, when the the ads and the presidents all got together in Sioux Falls at the Summit League tournament back in early March. Well, because you were because you were talking about it, but uh, Valpo, what was the deal? Valpo left for the Missouri Valley, so they're essentially replacing Valpo. Who else did they? What what was the? Uh, didn't they? What was the team that the Horizon added? Or, or, Northern or Ken- the they, they added Northern Kentucky here recently. Northern Kentucky not was. This year. Um, they were talking about like Belmont and Omaha and Murray State and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, uh, they, they and, and this is this is what they ended up with, right? They, I'm not forgetting the team that they added a month or two ago. Nope, I'm, I'm pulling up the uh, I'm pulling up the league right now. So essentially, they replace uh, they replace what the other team they replace Valparaiso yeah. with IUPUI, which is a significant downgrade. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you do keep the, a school in Indiana, but you're right. Um, Valparaiso going there. Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. It's a, it's a downgrade for the for the Horizon League. But that's why I think... And this guy that's been... This guy in Detroit that's been covering this Horizon League stuff, uh, they've been talking about adding more teams and, like, teams out west in New Mexico and Arizona, assuming that some of those whack schools, which make absolutely no sense to me at all. I don't even know what, what, why he brings this up. Apparently this is something that he's heard about, uh, but it, it makes no sense to add. One, you know, you got a bunch of Michigan and Ohio schools and you're, you're picking fucking teams from Arizona? Come on now. That, well, it, it, that's bad. Pluck the pluck the West. That's what you have to do. You just got to pluck the Grand Va- the, the the Grand Canyons, the New Mexico keep, states. Get those get those schools out of the whack. Keep them. So, Garbage. It is what it is. See how it uh, how it all unfolds. Um, well, um, good for you. Uh, the Ball family is probably going to be on on the wrestling here coming up next, so you can uh, turn that on right now if you'd like. Really. 
Okay, well. If, it, uh, if you want to stay in the line for another 10 minutes and do play-by-play here, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just call it a day, and we can recap it next week. Okay. Well, I don't, you know, we might not have a show next week with it being Fourth of July. Do we want to take the okay. week off and uh, and and save this for uh, two weeks? We can, you know, look back. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, turn it on now, USA Network. Like, yep. He's going to be on in like two minutes. Yep. Now. Oh man. So this is the first time I've ever watched Raw, and like, you know, other than. For more than five seconds, I should say. Interesting to see what's going to happen here. Apparently, it's going to be him and his two kids. So there you go. We'll see if this is just. uh, We'll see if this is a ruse. Maybe they got somebody dressed up like him, or if this is the actual deal. Man, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I'm ten minutes ahead of you because you know. Well, He's there, folks. There he is, folks. There he is. All right. So him pre- with his younger kid. Him with his uh, Lonzo Ball. He's not a part of this, which is good. Well, that, yeah, down, that is good. Um, He's running down the running. He, this is bad. This is not good at all. It's not good. But he he looks awfully <laughs> awfully special. Oh, come on. You have a cha- you have five chairs right there. Hit him right now. I gotta assume this is gonna be on YouTube. So for those of you listening, if you hate Lavar Ball as much well, as I do, Sports Center. This will be on for you. First take, Sports Center. All those shitty shows. You you gotta find this video of Lavar Ball here right now. Running an absolute right. ass of himself. Uh, I mean, this oh that it, this is this is bad. I mean, you have five chairs right there. Someone hit him with a chair right now. Not the, the guy like, in the ring I mean, is a bad guy. Oh, I'm cheering for the, the bad guy in this one. I don't know how you can tell which bad, which guy is the bad guy in this situation. I know who I believe is the bad guy. Here's Lonzo Ball. Here's the guy who's coming out by himself. This is in the Staples Center. They're booing the shit out of his dad. Yeah. What a, what a deal. What a deal. I mean... And he's okay, and he's running flip flops. I mean, the big baller brand flip flops with socks on. Uh, absolutely disgraceful. What the hell is he German? I mean, this is terrible. The big baller brand, second. I know, I know it is. Um, his brother just gave him a half-ass handshake, like yeah, whatever, dog. Oh <laughs> uh, wow! I mean, this. Someone's got to do something here. Take one of those mannequins and hit it upside, hit him upside the head. I mean, I'm not one to promote violence, but um, let's let's get Lavar Ball in his place here. I mean, yeah, this is. They like Lonzo Ball. He seems to like the kid because yes. he's good at basketball. Yes, I mean it's not his fault. His dad is an absolute lunatic and an asshole. It's not, and I think what helped Lonzo is the fact that he uh, he he made fun of his dad in that Reebok commercial that aired before the draft. Like, remember that one time you went on uh, first take and uh, debated Stephen A. Smith. Remember that one time you got a coach fired. I mean, th- those were funny things. I, I enjoyed that. I would. I would. I would assume 
LeVar Ball will, will hit this, this gentleman with the uh, championship belt. I'm going to guess he will hit this man. I wish it was vice versa. LeVar Ball's going to hit this guy. Oh, who, who's, who's the, the wrestler in this one here? The Miz. His name is The Miz. The Miz. Okay, I think I did see that here. What's, uh, what, what's the lady sitting next to him? What, what's her deal? That's his wife. Oh, that's his wife. Okay. Oh, he, he married. Uh, he married well. Yes. I I would say so. Uh, this isn't one one of Vince McMahon's daughters, is it? No, it's not. She is. Uh, she's French. She's French. Wee oui, wee oui. wee oui, wee. Oui. Her name is. Her name is Maurice. Uh. What? He won two championships. What the hell is he talking about? What what two championships is LeVar talking about? I'm not quite sure. What is I'm not quite oh sure. Oh my gosh, this is I I've never wanted a guy with slick hair as bad as this uh, this Miz guy has uh to just chuck a chair and wallop him upside the face. Ah. Tremendous. It, did it just say challenge one-on-one? Is that what I'm hearing? No, he's, Lamar Ball said that there's only two guys better than him. And he is both of them. Wow. Whatever, that, whatever the hell that means. Well, this this is more for show. Um, he's going to unleash all the balls on him. Where's the Where's the other one? Uh, you got Lonzo, you have Leangelo, and what, what's the other one? I think this is Mellow Ball. I think the other one might be too young. Okay. He's getting ready to punch him. Getting ready to punch him. Oh, dang nabbit. Come on. This is staged, by the way. I don't know if Oh, you... is that right? Is that right? Okay. Don't say. I mean, I, I don't know if you knew this about uh, Monday Night Raw. I don't know if you knew this. Oh, now he's taking his shirt off. Here we go, boys. Here we go, boys. I don't really want to see uh, LeVar Ball shirtless. Oh, no, 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 this no. Is this, this is the goddamnest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I hope he doesn't have a Speedo on underneath. That's for, sh- for damn sure. This guy coming out now is Dean Ambrose. He's a good guy. Well, he's not a good guy if he's on LeVar Ball's side. He got his big baller brand shirt on, so oh, that's not is, great. Yeah, this is terrible. Oh, it's out of his goddamn mind. Oh. Why? Why? There's just so much limited action here. I mean, this. I, I just. Wow. Monday Night Raw, uh, you can see it every Monday night on uh, on USA. Um, but we'll, we'll continue to talk here for a few more minutes as uh see if something happens here. I think we're done. Dean Ambrose? I don't know, maybe he'll have a match. Who the hell knows? I don't know. I think uh, this segment is done. They're going to have a match of some sort to go through uh, this match at all 10 minutes. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, find it all online. Uh Check out Monday Night Raw. Check out YouTube. It, check it all out. Just search LeVar Ball, Monday Night Raw. I'm sure you'll see countless videos sure. of it. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, I would gladly go out to dinner with Stan Kroenke versus, uh, you know, uh, you know, having to be in the same room as LeVar Ball. That, I mean, that just gives you any indication as to how much I despise this guy. Because you know my feelings on Mr. Kroenke. I do. I will say all things considered, this this uh, this Lavar Ball thing went about as well as it possibly could have gone. In terms of there not being any blood or chairs thrown or what? He didn't. He didn't fuck up his line. It seemed like he was pretty much on point. Uh, he, he said didn't some stupid seem, shit. So didn't come off as nervous. Came off as the, as the same asshole he always seems to be. So in that aspect, I was. Uh, Thumbs up to Mr. LeVar Ball. There we go. Well, Mr. Krenz, if we do not do a show next week, we might take a holiday off here. Um, if we don't... Uh, if, you know, we'll get paid, though. We'll get paid, right? That's right. You get paid. Get paid for that holiday. Um, a very happy 4th of July to you and yours. Celebrate the freedom. Uh, and uh, we will talk with you here soon. I'll celebrate the freedom... And know that we live in a country where, oh. <laughs> uh, where that where that one person can receive three million more votes than the other, but that person still loses. So that's uh, USA, USA, go, USA, go. USA. Oh, Canada, our, our home and native land. But anyway, we digress. Thank you as always, my friend. I know what to get you for Christmas. BBB. Okay. Uh, of of what we just witnessed, Monday Night Raw and Lavar Ball. Take some nuggets and t-shirts. Brick Baller Brand seventy dollar t-shirts. I'm gonna be burning them all. You may. As, I mean, that's like burning money, Krenz. Don't do it. I'll try it. We'll see what happens. All right. Enjoy the NBA awards. They're going on right now. Oh, terrific! <laughs> Congratulations to, to Westbrook and his MVP. If he doesn't, it's a doggone shame. It's a crime. Goddamn shame. Yes. All right. Thank you, my friend. All right. We'll see you later. Travis Krenz, kind enough to join us as always here on the Sports Block Podcast, co-host of this fine podcast, provocative podcast, as well as co-host of the very good 2080 Baseball Podcast, which you can find on iTunes. You can find this on iTunes as well. Um, So, yeah. LeVar Ball, Monday Night Raw. um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where we go from here. I do not know. But, uh, you know, enjoy. Uh, the NBA free agency starting this Saturday. It's bound to be interesting. It's going to be very good. Uh, curious to see what all happens. And if we don't uh, have a show next weekend, 4th of July, next Tuesday. So maybe we'll take a week off. I think that would be our like the only week we take off here. Maybe, maybe one other week. We have podcasts like 49 or 50 weeks out of the year. It's very good. Uh, but if that's the case, uh, have a safe and happy 4th, and we'll be back for sure two weeks from now uh, to talk about the All-Star Game, the first half of the MLB season, the uh, what's going on in NBA free agency, see what else is happening in the wide world of sports. You can find this podcast available on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block Podcast. Just search the sports block. Otherwise, follow me on Twitter at NDStacken. Otherwise, on Facebook, Nathan Stacken. I have a link to the podcast here weekly. Uh, thank you, as always, Travis Krins, for joining me. Thank you to you, the listening audience. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
Hope you listen again either next week or the week after that for another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Sacken reminding you all, be safe with the fireworks. Have a happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy Independence Day. <laughs>